0: Yo, what's good, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of Real Talk with Shootin' Shock. If you've been keeping up with our channel the last couple days, uh, especially starting on Thursday, there's one theme that's been going on that you're already aware of, and that is birthday weekend. So, I'm going to pretty much just be sitting back, relaxing, and letting Shoot do all the work today. Yeah,
1: you know, it is Shock's 30th birthday, which is kind of a milestone, I guess. You know he's an old man now. I guess. Um, But... You know it is birthday weekend, so I'll tell I'll, I'll lighten your load as my yes. as part of my birthday present.
0: Get off the bat. And, uh,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah, so you know the first thing I think we should talk about is is this Redskins Chargers game that we got coming up, Chuck.
0: Yeah, no doubt. We definitely got to address that right off the jump, just because the game starts in about five hours or so. So, want to get our input on that first, and also because the next four weeks are going to be kind of more of a passive viewership. So our Redskins content might be dialing down a little bit in the next couple of weeks, not because we are, you know, dying and sad that the season's over just because the interest level is going to go down with the lack of a playoff interest. So um, we still have to give our analysis though. And I think that we're going to go to LA and get beat. Well, you know,
1: that's the easy thing to think. Yeah. Um, but if history is any guide with this season, at least, when there's nothing on the line and we have nothing to play for, the team plays phenomenally. So yeah. there's a very real possibility that we're going to go out there to L.A. and just stomp on the Chargers, and it's only going to pour a little bit more salt in the wound for us mm-hmm. you know, who have been trying to see this team do that all year. Um, but that's been the pattern, so I, I think that that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, it makes
0: sense. I mean, to their credit, if they go in there and take care of business today, they'll be three for three and. You know, out West, you know, they beat the Chargers. I mean, I'm sorry. They beat the Rams in week two, which Mm -hmm. at the time no one thought was impressive. Looking back at it now, it's very impressive. Yeah. We beat the Seahawks in Seattle. So, obviously, the Redskins don't like to play well at home when they have rest. They like to travel out to halfway across the country and then have to play football and they play well. So, I think that you're right that they're going to come out and play hard. But the Chargers are sneaky good, though. So, it might not even be how or what the Redskins team shows up. It could just be that we have no chance because the Chargers are a legitimate playoff contender.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and we always kind of follow the Chargers uh, in the periphery. I, I was born in San Diego, mm-hmm. so we're kind of Charger fans. Um, I don't hate the Chargers. Oh, no, yeah. Uh, you know, and they've had a really rough start this year, and Phillip Rivers really has that team coming back. You know, the, the wins that they've had in the last few weeks have been super impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, there is a real possibility that they do steamrolls. And, and I think, you know, that's the better option for us going forward in the draft. But, you know, the Chargers have been looking good. Keen Keenan Allen out there is doing really well. But more importantly, um, you know, as it's it's crazy to say this, but I think Phillip Rivers has been underrated.
0: Oh, really? and it's hard to say that for someone who's been in the league for 14 years, but he just doesn't get a lot of hype in terms of national yeah. coverage. I mean, if you watch football and – understand the game you know he's a true gunslinger and he was drafted you know in number two and he was him and Eli did the switch thing that a lot of people forget about right. in a draft class but you know he is constantly just willing his team to wins and I think that he might be kind of like one of those late end, end of your career type uh, in your prime quarterbacks he wasn't doing it so to speak when he was young. Now he's about to end his career. He's hitting on all strides, kinda of like how Elway did with the you know Denver. He won two out of three or whatever it was, and then he retired. So it could be like that. And he's got the pieces around him. He's got a ridiculous pass rush in Joey Bosa and the other yeah. defense that they have. A the stud wide receiver. So I think that, you know, if there's a team that's gonna have to dethrone the Patriots, it would be cool if it's the Chargers. Do I think that's gonna happen? No, but it's still something that makes for an interesting You know, storyline going forward, like you said, because dad and mom used to be huge Chargers fans. I mean, we're not just saying that passively. They had season tickets. So, yeah, we do pseudo uh, support the Chargers. We've had conversations about possibly changing the Redskins' room to Chargers' (laughs) room in frustration just because (laughs) at least twice a year we had that (laughs) conversation. (laughs) Just because it's a tough thing to be a Redskins fan. But um, so if the Chargers do beat us, like you said, the positives that come out of it is that it helps us in the draft and. It's not like we're getting beat by a rival or something like that. I don't really care. I just would like to see some pl- certain players play well, you know, that have been being speculated about in the media and all that stuff. So I think that yeah. while a lot of people would say the Redskins need to shut down like Trent Williams and Morgan Moses because they're so banged up, yeah, they really have no choice because they have to protect Kirk Cousins. They're like, look, we can't shut him down because we can't let Kirk get hurt because Kirk is definitely going to play these last four games.
1: Yeah, and so, obviously.
0: They're like, well, we would love to let, you know, Trent Williams go and get his surgery on his knee that he needs. We can't afford that. Possibly should we sign Kirk long-term, we need to protect our franchise quarterback.
1: Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent. You know, it, it is, it is rough. It, you know, it's almost one of those things you would like to see them shut Kirk down. You know, if, if we had Kirk locked up for five years, I would say shut him down, shut the whole team down. Let's just lose and get, you know, good draft pick. But we, you don't know, we're not no, um, we don't there. Um, yeah. And he still has all the negotiation power. So, you know, if he's going to be out there, then the best guys need to be out there protecting him. So yeah. I agree with you hundred percent on that. Um, but it's like you said, we're, we're not, you know, we, we mentioned this last week. We're not going to be super invested into the game. Like, obviously we're going to watch it, but you know, I'm not going to be pacing around. I, you know, I'm going to be comfortable watching it from my couch, you know, um, so it is going to be a little bit different of of a Sunday for us. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it should be at least relaxing. Yeah, it still be fun. And like I yeah. said,
0: um, and what you mentioned at the top of the show, it's going to be frustrating to watch the season that could have been. If we go in there and we do take care of business, we're going to be mad that that's the team yep. that we could have had. But, you know, um, I got a little article published on Cover 32 Redskins, so shout out to those guys for publishing my stuff. But I wrote a piece about – how that's pretty much what the next four weeks of our season is going to be. It's just a devastation of sadness every time we do well. You, got, you, don't, want right. us, you don't want to see us do well because we're going to be like, oh, man, that's, to, that's what we could have had. But I was thinking about it the other day in terms of the overall, like what could have been with this season. The absence of Jordan Reed in the last seven weeks has been really devastating for this offense. I mean, you think about it and he gets a bad rap for being injury prone and Jay Gruden defended him to the media saying he's just unlucky and it's a physical game, and it is a physical game. And he's a—he's yeah. essentially a wide receiver trying to play tight end, so it's obvious that he's going to get banged up. But you think about it from a, a, a higher standpoint, not just from every game, just overall the offense is designed around Kirk Cousins and Jordan Reed and their ability to connect with each other, and then that opens up everything else in the offense. When you take that away, you're taking away half of Jay's playbook.
1: No, you're exactly right. And you know, Vernon Davis did a good job to try and kind of fill that void a little bit. But again, he is, you know, 33, 32 years old, and it's just not the same. He can he can do it in spots. Don't yeah. be don't get me wrong. But we he's love not Father the guy that's time. gonna do
0: it every yeah. down, right? Yeah, we, we love yeah. Vernon Davis. We're huge, huge Vernon fans. I'm definitely so, so hyped that we signed him and you know, chew has even said he's gonna get his jersey if we can figure yeah. out this whole debacle about trying to buy Stitch jerseys. Uh, we'll get into that in some other episode. The whole mess I had with my ordering a Redskins jersey, but yeah. that just shows that we're not sitting here bashing Vernon Davis, saying that he's not doing a good job because he is. It's just Jordan Reed. It's not the a, same as Jordan Reed. Jordan sure. Reed is a one of a kind talent. I mean, you can kind of compare him to like what a Jimmy Graham or Travis Kelsey does for your team, but he's not a big body like that, so he can't take those hits like those guys like Gronk can and stuff like that. What well, so. That's why he's more unique, is that he is more really of a wide receiver weapon. So yeah, uh, it's super unfortunate, and I, it's amazing. Again, it goes back to Kirk's ability to, to continue to lead, be second in the league in passing yards when he doesn't have any weapons out there, especially the main one that the offense is designed around.
1: No, I know it's it's unbelievable. Really, I mean, this year has done more to change my opinion of Kirk Cousins than any other mm-hmm. season or any other time I've seen him play. Like. Again, last year he had the pieces around him, so it was easy to criticize. This year he's still putting up numbers. Um, I know you have him in fantasy, and he's still a solid fantasy mm-hmm. quarterback with nobody around him. So nobody. that has definitely changed my opinion. And, again, you know, I said it last week, let's pay this guy, get him locked down, because we cannot afford to have him leave. We can put pieces around him to, to build up the offense, but we can't afford to start over without
0: him. No, I mean – Period, end of story. I don't care. Like, uh, I keep seeing people on Twitter who are like, if Kirk doesn't want to be here, I don't want him here. I'm like, what yes. have you what have you seen in the last twenty years as a Redskins fan that makes you think you could let Kirk Cousins walk out the door and not be suffering? We have That's not, a Browns fan's we, mentality, but, dude. We are, you know, the Browns jersey with all the names of quarterbacks that is uh, you know, kind of famous, so to speak. You know, you've seen people tape the different quarterbacks' names. The Redskins list is just as depressing and yeah. nearly as long. So for you to sit there and say, oh, we'll get somebody in the draft, you don't know if it's going to work out because it hasn't worked out in the last 25 years. So now we finally yeah. have a person in our system. We need to show confidence in what we have building in that certain direction and just move forward. They need to let him know that he's the guy. They need to let him know that they're going to build the offensive around him. They need to let him have input on who he wants us to go get in free agency. If I'm Dan Snyder, I'm sitting there like, look, Kurt. okay, we messed up. We did terrible. <laughs> yeah. You're right. We're wrong. Look, we're going to pay you. You're going to make a lot of money, but let us help you win a Super Bowl by telling us who you want on this team. Who do you like in the draft? Who do you want us to target in free agency for a wide receiver for you? Let him tell him oh, yeah. Give him yeah. that control, and he will stay here, and then I think we can do the same exact thing on the other side of the ball with Zach Brown and be like, look, let stay here and help us build the defense to your suiting. if you don't want us to run a 3-4 anymore, we'll switch because there's no reason for the Redskins to run a 3-4 defense. We've tried this for – Eight years, and it still never works. I don't know why we're sold on this one type of defense. Why not change it up a little bit? I don't know. Yeah,
1: I mean, it, it makes no sense to me. And then the other part of that, too, is you, you hear calls for Jay Gruden's job. Like, Ugh. if we get rid of Jay Gruden, I'm going to be so upset. Like
0: It's so typical, man. It makes me so mad because that is a typical residents thing to do. Every four to five years, you fire the head coach, you start over, draft a new quarterback. It has not worked. It does not work. So if you sit sitting here at home and you think that the reason the Redskins are 5-7 and seven right now is because of Jay Gruden, you're absolutely insane. Just The guy has had the NFL's most changes in the offensive line in one season, and we're not even finished yet. There's still four weeks to go. So that number is going to go up higher because people are going to keep getting hurt. He's yep. dealing with that. the ridiculous media surrounding the team about his possible franchise quarterback. He's got to manage that in the locker room. And then he's getting all these things about Jordan Reed's injury. Is he a bust? I mean, so he's been able to handle everything and still put a good product on the field to where we're in every single game to win. There's only been about two different games, the Eagles game and the Dallas game last week, where we were really just out of it just because there was nothing. You know, We lost about 15 to you know 20 points each of those two games. So yeah, yeah. other than those two, we've been in it, and it's all because of his play calling and his managing of this team. So are there certain plays that I wish we would – have back and I think it's a bad play call yes absolutely of course last year Sean McVay I had so many tweets about this guy throwing the fade in the red zone and I hated every second of it and I used to bash him for his play calling that tweet didn't age well the dude is one of the best coaches in the NFL right now so yeah don't come at me and saying Jay doesn't know how to play call an offense that's the way his career has been built he was a quarterback he was offensive coordinator in Cincinnati that's what he does so to think Jay Gruden needs to lose his job is absolutely ridiculous. I think they need to continue to maybe extend him again just to say, hey, I agree. look, we need to have a foundation here. We gotta let We've Kirk got know. a good thing going. we got a we're good thing going. Build that we're building around you guys. So, whatever. Yeah. I, I think that could be it. But that's my rant of the day on that because we could talk about that for literally ever, forever. I would be on that rant for forever. So, um, other than that, Redskins stuff will start to die down moving forward.
1: Yeah, really. I mean, you know, again, it is, it is the end of the year. So we're going to be starting to transition into some other types of content. You know, obviously we're still going to be in the sports world. You know, we got cap stuff coming up. Uh, we will, you know, follow the wizards if something crazy happens there. Um, there's golf news. There's all kinds of things going on, but again, we are deep in the heart of the winter gaming season and, um, you know, we've, we've been getting a lot of time yeah. on this free game,
0: Fortnite. Dude, it's insane. And you're right. It's Christmas time. It's cold outside. All you want to do is sit on the couch and, you know, play some video games. But, you know, especially when there's – right now, the next couple of weeks, there's going to be a significant lag before the real good bowl game starts. So, yeah. if your pro yeah. team is out of it like ours is, yeah, we'll watch the Redskins. But during the other times of the day, we're going to be hopping on in this game. And it's incredible how – much time we've logged into a game. We haven't didn't even had to pay for. No, I know.
1: I was looking at the stats yesterday. I think I've put something like fourteen or fifteen hours on it, um, and that's just playing the PvP mode. Now, yeah. got to give a major shout out to Blake Dog because as a Christmas gift, he got me and Chalk keys to the uh, the PVE side of the game, which is the you know single player slash co op side. Yeah. Story mode. Um, yeah, story mode, I guess. Uh, so we got, you know, obviously we haven't really delved into that too much, but it definitely is awesome. But, you know, they just came out with this new 50 versus 50 mode in the PvP side. And, you know, they just dropped this thing on Thursday. And it really is a cool change-up, but it definitely has some some problems with it. Wouldn't you say, Chuck? Well, yeah. I
0: mean, of course it has some problems with it. It's free. so Yeah, like, of course. True. It's, it's hard for and I keep you know, going back to that, it's hard for me to rag on something that these people are just giving away for free and twenty million people are playing it. I mean, that's incredible. Like you to to think that this marketing play definitely worked. But the fact that they're continuing to give you an update, like, that's crazy to me that they're doing the update for free too. I mean I got the first one. That was a good way to get people interested in the game. But to keep doing that it's pretty awesome. But yeah, I mean it's a lot of fun for anyone who's only played it once or twice. I think Connie said she only gave it a you know, one or two times in there. It is frustrating and hard because you can go down and die right away. But yeah. once you actually learn the building mechanics and how to survive and stuff like that, and you make it to the top 10, top 15, and and then when you do finally get the one victory royale, which I still have only had one, which is incredibly frustrating, but it's so satisfying. So it's definitely worth it. If you have a PlayStation, there is absolutely no reason not to download this game because it is free no you're
1: exactly right it's free and you know it has various game modes so you can do the PvP by yourself as a lone person and try mm-hmm. and survive the whole thing. Or you can go with a squad of up to four people. And that's really where the PvP side gets fun. Because, again, you're working with your friends to build these massive complexes. Uh, you're all looking out for each other, finding gear for each other, sharing loot. So it is it is quite exciting. But this new fifty first 50 game mode is really cool. So, you know, it takes the 100 people that are already in the map and it puts you on, you know, teams, teams. of 50. Yeah. So you drop down, and the idea is that you would... Drop down with your, you know, respective teams and then build a massive fort and have each other attacking, you know, the massive forts. But they, they do have to work out some of the kinks there. Like you don't know where your team is when you're falling out of the bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you only see them when you get close to them. So there are a lot of kinks with it. But with the update came this, this, you know, server issue that was really giving us trouble last night. We, we couldn't group up, but supposedly they fixed it. So we'll check it out. Um, but I do have to ask, is this the best free PlayStation
0: 4 game that's ever been released? I, I would know. have to
1: say it's it's up there. It's
0: definitely up there. I mean, it's hard to quantify that because are you referring to a game that you didn't already own? Because like Metal Gear Solid Five, that was released true. for free. Definitely that, way yeah, better. Yeah, true. You know, uh, but for, as far as, you know, a passive, you know, uh, other indie game, so to speak, I don't know if Epic Games is necessarily indie. I mean, it seems like a pretty massive game especially no, a on big the, studio, especially yeah. on the story side which we haven't even delved into yet so i would say in terms of that yeah easily the best value of free game i've ever gotten i mean i've downloaded sure. just cause three even that was free just because it was a game and but i only played maybe two hours of that this i played like you're saying 10 15 hours and now that we got the real game definitely even more so well, see, the main difference between those
1: games that you mentioned too, though, is that those games were originally you have to pay to play them. Like this yeah. has always been free. So, yeah. I think on that by that standard, a game that released free, you know, yeah. I, I, don't, yes, I so don't, I don't know very many that could even touch this. No, really. yeah, released
0: free with a release with the intention of it being free. Absolutely, definitely the best one for sure. Yeah, but the worst part about how good this game is is the fact that it's detracting me from playing other games, ones that I really really want to play because you've been and hyping it up to me over the last couple of weeks is been diving back into AC.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's one that we spend a lot of money on, to be honest, I know. you know. And that's the we're thing. We're right I in that's like we money. said, I want us to play. We're right in the winter season of gaming where they just hit you with all these games mm. that you want to buy um, and we're over here playing this free game. But yeah, no, I I I just recently finally beat the story uh, mode of assassin's creed origins no spoilers here obviously but it was a fantastic experience and i gotta say you know it's probably the second best storyline behind um assassin's creed 2 which you know is everybody's fan favorite but it definitely you know had me uh sitting on the edge of my seat for the last hour and a half two hours in the story mission because again they just jump you in it's like, all right, now we're at the end. You have to continue until the end. And the way they build the story, the way it all ties in, it's not as corny as some of the earlier or some of the uh, most recent Assassin's Creed's, but it does kind of just tie everything up nicely and give you that full, you know, ending as to how the Assassin's Order started. True. So it's definitely nice. worth checking out. And, I, I, you know, again, if you haven't bought it yet, <clears throat> I don't know what you're doing, but you should have it.
0: Did it give you like a hey? This is the last mission. You should be this level. Warner Not really. I mean,
1: you know, you can look in your in your.
0: Uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah pause menu and level. see what the
1: level is. I think it to be yeah. level thirty five is the is the minimum. Wow, okay. So I was like thirty eight, and it was still a good challenge. That's what I liked about it. So it wasn't you know yeah. you know normally you go into those levels. I mean those end game content things. Op. Um, mm. A little bit overpowered, but I. Still felt challenged. I died a bunch of times, Um, which, you know, is great. That's how you want it to be. You don't want to just walk through the end of the game. And more importantly, the cutscenes were really what tied it all together.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, that's the one thing I've noticed about this game for sure, as opposed to maybe other RPGs. Like, it is kind of hard to be overpowered, and that's what OP means, when Chip kind of slid in there. Yeah. Um, Because it it happens a lot. Like, if you do a lot of side quests in uh, The Witcher or any other of those massive RPG games, you can end up leveling your character a little too fast, Ahead of the main story quest, yeah. and then so when you go in there, you're just chopping everybody down. But the one thing about the Assassin's uh, game is that you know I jumped back into it, and I was level like nineteen, and I was like, okay, well I'm gonna go do this level sixteen fort or something like that, just to kind of get back into remember the controls and stuff. And I went there yeah. and I got destroyed. I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, three, I'm three levels above this. I should definitely be able to you know chop all these guys down in one or two hits. now nah, I got ganged up and died immediately so it's definitely challenging throughout the whole game but very satisfying and rewarding and you get a you know change your outfits up and get better gear and a lot of stuff like that that the rpg has so yeah it's definitely worth having for sure i mean no, just, for sure. I, I just got to get back into it i got to get away from the free stuff and actually use my value for my money no well, i mean the
1: best part is you know it's always going to be there and you yeah. kind of always jump back into it but the really cool thing to me is the way they transition into You finishing the storyline, and then you continuing to want to play. Like, you know, most Assassin's Creed really struggle with this. Once you finish the game, you don't want to go back and do all the other stuff. Right, exactly right. Well, this, you know, again, they have tons of different side quests, but they also have these weekly events where you do these massive, like, boss battles um, to keep you wanting to come back into the game. And and really, the transition, the cutscene transition from the end of the game to where you walk back into the game... Uh, it, it really did make you say, oh, okay, now I do want to go finish some of these side quests because there's something to play for.
0: Oh, so, uh, okay, that's fine.
1: Yeah, it really, it really is interesting. Um, and, I guess yes, I'll again, see
0: that if I ever beat it.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you will. Uh, again, it, it, at your own time, whatever, but it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the best things about it, and it's always going to be interesting. As soon as you jump back into it, you're immediately blown away by the visuals, and then yeah, you get into a few sure. fights, and you're like, all right, yeah, I'm done. I'm playing this for the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, But yeah, no, other than that, I mean, there is some still some sports news that I want to discuss, you know, mostly because it's too big not to discuss, which would be the whole thing of Russia now being officially banned from the Winter Olympics that are starting next year. I mean, that's pretty huge news. I yeah, know.
1: It really is uh, kind of shocking. It kind of came out of nowhere. You know, this yeah. has been a story that, you know, if you haven't really been paying attention, you would have missed. Um but it is quite interesting to see that there is finally some punishment coming to the Russians for, I guess this
0: is the doping scandal? Is that what this is all yeah. about? Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. So if you don't know what's been going on and you have Netflix, uh, just pull on up on Netflix and look up what's called Icarus. It's a Netflix original document documentary call, and it's about the Russian blood doping and steroids that their whole entire Olympic committee has been doing for years and it's pretty intense like when you watch this documentary like Russia was legit trying to like come after this dude, so they had to put him in witness protection and stuff like that here in the states so it's it's pretty wild stuff so um but that all came out a couple months ago and then yeah here here we are right before the winter olympics and Russia's officially out so um it's definitely going to be interesting because they usually dominate the Winter Olympics, you know, with hockey and things like that. But this whole thing that the NHL isn't participating in hockey now has really kind of diminished the excitement around this year's hockey portion of the Olympics, I think. Just because a lot of the best you – know, well, not a lot. of All of the best players in the world won't be able to participate because, I mean, yeah, you got the guys in the KHL, but now Russia's banned. So all those guys can't do it. And so – uh, it's definitely going to be a little weird, but it's a throwback to the Do You Believe in Miracles and the 1980, you know, championship when they had all the college kids and amateurs out there. So if we play well, it'd be cool to see, but it definitely is not the same type of Olympic hockey that we're going to be used to. Yeah, amateurism, all that. Yeah. Yeah, true. Since the dream team in basketball, yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Definitely. That's probably going to be the final, I would assume. I mean, I don't, you know, even, you know, like Sweden and all them are good just because of the NHL players, really, for the most part, so... Uh, definitely, yeah, the Russia, the Canadian and American youth hockey programs are probably of the some of the best. So yeah, that's probably what it's going to be. But you know, we'll we'll get more into the Olympics as the new year comes around, and we may preview some stuff. But for really me, the Olympics are just kind of like passive viewership, just to watch a little bit for some American pride. But in other big sports news, which is definitely, like you pointed out yesterday, good news for Nats fans, and we'll address more of Nats news later in the podcast as in moving forward into the future. But the signing of uh, Gio to the Yankees yesterday.
1: You know, Stanton from Miami went to the Yankees. Uh, that's two now 250 home run hitters on the Yankees, so they're definitely stacked now. But that yeah. does – really kind of remove interest for, for them in Bryce Harper. So that's good news for Nats fans. Um, it doesn't mean he's still not going to leave, but that just means that it's less likely the Yankees are going to uh, want to pay him as much because now they have 250 home run hitters in Judge and yeah. uh, Stanton. So,
0: Especially young guys and especially if Bryce Harper wants $400 million. But right, right. It's a sad state of affairs that we have to say, oh, it's a great thing that the Yankees just signed another 50 you know, uh, home run hitter. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that is it's some backward
1: stuff, man. I didn't yeah. think of that.
0: I saw I saw a meme the other day and it was like Murderer's Row and it's you know, the Yankees two, three, or four hitters are just going to be insane. Yeah. You know, I did not want to be a pitcher going against that. So, they could have easily just bought themselves the next World Series. But, uh, you know, Bryce could still easily leave for Chicago to go play with his buddy from, you know, his childhood or he can go out to the Dodgers and be in L.A. I don't know. I think if the the Nats want to sign Bryce, they just need to sit him down and say, hey, you want to be the next Jackie Moon player owner? (laughs) And just give him him half ownership of the Nats or something. Be like, look, man, $400 million, that's ridiculous. How about we just let you be a part owner? I don't care, man. Do whatever you got to do to sign him. It's kind of like what we need to do for Kirk Cousins, do whatever you got to do to sign him. But he's commanding a $400 million contract, so – That number, it's just like astronomical. So there's no way that we're going to be able to pay that. So I think they need to just kind of give him some perks. Be like uh, Roger Goodell who gets a lifetime use of a private jet. Stuff like that. Yeah, I mean literally just
1: throw whatever we can at the guy to get him to stay because, you know, having him on the team definitely keeps us in every game.
0: Yeah, it keeps us us in in every game because he can change it with a swing of a bat. It keeps money coming in because he's a very polarizing figure in, the, in Major League Baseball and people want to buy his jerseys, merchandise. People want to see him play. Definitely. Um, you know, he's been holding out of the uh, Home Run Derby until it came to Washington. So that's next year. You know, he's going to be hitting mad home runs in that Home Run Derby. So oh, you know, it's sure. stuff like it's stuff like that. You know, he's entertainment. So you've got to just chalk it up to that, but... He's also a one in a lifetime type talent, and you can't let that leave. So whatever he wants, he's just going to have to have it. They're just going to have to say, hey, man, whatever. You want to be the the Washington Bryce Harpers? That's cool, yeah. man. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. I don't know, but we'll see. I mean, hopefully that's another stressful thing to think about as a fan in D.C. I know we saw that tweet the other day. I think what it says is that Washington, D.C. is ranked as one of the highest uh, you know, areas for – Binge drinking, or what was it? Too? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. It was something like something having to do with drinking, but uh, yeah.
0: And it was like, Well, you would too if you had to watch the Redskins, nationals, capitals, and you know, the wizards collapse every year. So, yeah, there's they are the reason we are why we drink, but true. <laughs> uh, they're definitely an entertaining story across the board. So, you know, we're cursed to be fans because it's just too hard to get away from. I can never switch I'll switch off being a DMV fan.
1: I know it's it's impossible, but you know, yeah. So. at least there are some other distractions like. The return of Tiger Woods. At least that's true. Sure.
0: Yeah, so definitely gotta give a shout out to Tiger, man, you know, the Tiger Woods fist pump. Cause if he can come back and make a comeback after everything that's gone through with him, it'd be he, golf is just better when Tiger is in it. I mean, I don't care yes, the young guys are great and the future of golf looks better than it had before, but all that is attributed to Tiger Woods. If Tiger Woods never comes around Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, all these young, you know, the golf boys, they aren't really out there playing golf probably. So they grew up, you know, watching the red and black on Sunday and just domination. Year. I mean, he was the world number one for like 13 years in a row. I know. 13 years. Like the guys who hold it now maybe get one year and that's a really good. They'll get it for 18 months or what have you. Tiger, no, nah, he just dominated for almost two decades in golf. So Um, If he can come back to be even close to what he was, just to where he can make a run at a major, uh, you know, if he just wins one more, I don't think he's going to win four or five or whatever he needs to beat Jack's record. I don't think that's going to happen. But if he could just be competitive in all of them, it's going to make it so much more fun to watch this year because he's Tiger Woods, man. You can't, there's no denying that if he's in form and it's Sunday and he's within one or two of the lead and he is in his red and black, all those young kids are going to get nervous. Oh, you're exactly just right. Easy. There and there's nothing like
1: watching that. Like again, no. you know, we're not I'm not saying that it's gonna be like that every tournament, like it was back, you know, 10, ten, twelve years ago, whatever. But if it just happens one or two more times, man, that's all that I'm looking for. Just to relive that magic on Sunday where he he's coming,
0: everybody in front of him is collapsing. Man, yeah. there's nothing better than that. And honestly, like that's what golf needs. I mean, it'd be awesome for just to to really, you know, sink its hook deeper into the young kids that are now watching golf because of yeah. the younger golfers, Justin Thomas, you know, um, David Johnson, I mean Dustin Johnson, all these young guys. But if you can give those young kids who never got to experience the thrill of Tiger Woods on Sunday, let them see it one or two times, that will just make them love the sport even more. So, if he could do it, it would be great for golf. I mean, he finished ninth in his first tournament back, but you know he was leading after two rounds. I mean, that's a huge. Huge thing for him considering the back surgeries he's had. For sure. You know, his biggest thing was that he kind of came along in the same time of the, the steroid era, so to speak. I mean, am yeah. saying he juiced? I mean, I don't know for sure. I wouldn't be surprised because of how huge he got. But um, even still, even if he didn't juice it, he just put on so much weight to get stronger because that's kind of like what all athletes were doing at that time, baseball and everything. You know, you had to wonder if that sort of really changed his swing because when he was at his best, he was kind of skinny and nimble, yeah. can really whip around and stuff like that. So he tried to switch to more of a traditional, you know, a power. Power golf, yeah. Outdrive everybody, but he should have just, you know, I don't know what happened, but if he can get back to what he was. I don't know, well, I mean, they literally had a tiger proof courses. Like, I remember, he had the Tiger Woods golf game, you know, all these different things. So if he can just get back to that, that'd be great to see. We'd love to see it. But golf is definitely something that uh, is fun to watch when they, the, the storylines, a lot of people who, you know, don't ever really pay attention. like, how can you sit there and watch golf for six hours on a Sunday? But if you can just understand what it takes to be that good at that level, it's all in your head. So yeah, for sure. um, to be able to watch these guys be able to handle and maintain that it's incredible. And it's exactly why my daughter is going to be a golfer because that, you know, it's a sport that anyone can play and you can play for forever. And it's, it's still incredibly fun when you hit a perfect stroke. You know, it's like ten cup. Nothing is as pure as a well-struck golf ball. Yeah, exactly right. So nice if you don't like breakfast. golf, right? <laughs> yeah, thanks. If you don't like golf, just give it a try. I promise you. It'll teach you a lot about yourself. And so if Tiger can turn this around, it'd be great just for him as a person. And I'd love to see that happen. So we'll see. We'll keep you, we'll keep you updated as the weeks continue. Like coming back to check out Real Talk with and Choc. so we definitely appreciate it as always. All the listens, uh, don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel so you can keep up with our live streams. You know, shoot's all about the live stream, so just know And all about the live stream. If, if you're gonna see them coming at you, it's just because you know we definitely think if you can get the. Us get to see us win a Fortnite match live. There's nothing better than that, right? So for sure, you know, keep up with our live streams, but definitely give us a follow on social media. I'm at ShockA73. He is at Mr. Underscore Mr. C. Um, but come back, check us out next week for real talk with you and